0: Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone. This is Rohit from Life and Mastering Marketing. Today I'm excited to have uh, Gagan Goel, who's a partner at India Quotient. Uh, he uh, has built a robotics and science learning company, which he exited in 2015. One of his most fulfilling ac- accomplishments is creating the passionate and high-energy work culture that led to the development of innovative and IP-driven product that customers love. He's an active angel investor in about two dozen well-known startups and has five exits to date. An IIT Bombay graduate, he's excited about business around consumer hardware, technology, and learning. Uh, he would love to start a world to be more frugal, more efficient, and more sane. Welcome to the show, Kagan. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me here.
0: Awesome. So, um, so how did you uh, you know uh, get into investing? You know, before the call, we we talked about that you you were an uh, operator, and uh, you know, then you got into investing. But what got you excited about you know being into in the VC world?
1: Yeah, so my my journey to uh, VC world goes back to my entrepreneurial days uh, uh, when I started my venture into a tech space in two thousand six, um, and very early on, I I raised uh, venture capital uh, in my career. Right. I didn't knew why I'm raising. It's just that maybe I got inbound interest, and I thought I should raise money and all. But, right. Through my, through my journey uh, of ten years of entrepreneurial journey uh, i've seen a lot of ups and downs and and, uh, and a typical entrepreneur which uh, which most of the entrepreneurs face uh, and uh, like that journey basically uh, made me start like I, I I developed some affection towards the the whole Challenges which are there in this whole part, and maybe, uh, maybe because of the same reason, like in the later part of my entrepreneurial journey, like in 2012-13, I, I I started mentoring some of my juniors from my college or people who helped me during my early entrepreneurial days. And while helping them, mentoring them, I started angel investing in them. Yeah. And uh, some of them, after my angel investment, did quite well, and they raised uh, multiple rounds, like right from like raising, uh, raising up to hundred million or so. Um, uh, so so basic, and then again some of them failed. So so that whole flavor of building, failing, raising. I think that and so that brought in a lot of questions in my mind. That why we see things this way? Why funding happens? Why not funding happen for that company? So maybe a lot of those puzzles were there in my mind and I, 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 I discovered some of the answers uh, uh, and maybe some of the answers I'm yet to discover, but maybe, but that is that gave me some, some, some feeling and, uh, and some interest in that area. And when I exited my venture in 2015 and I was thinking what next to do in my life. Uh, and to be very frank, I was not thinking to become a VC. I was thinking to become an entrepreneur again. Right. Uh, and, it, and it just happened by a chance that the investor who invested on, in me on day one, uh, Anand, uh, he was working with Seed Fund then when he invested. Uh, and uh, uh, But uh, when like uh, after my exit, he was in touch with me and he started India Quotient and he just uh, followed up with me. What are you doing next? And why don't you operate from my office and use my office to uh, if you are searching for a new idea and let, let, let's spend time from my office and frankly I, I came to India Quotient office to spend time there uh, uh, and uh, and I was working on my next possible ideas and it just happened during those 3-4 months of our casual interaction at India Quotient office we we ended up uh, uh, and there was another partner Madhukar who started along with Anand so within 3 of us we used to interact and uh, discuss about a lot of new ideas and ways and why VC takes those decisions and all that. I think basically we, we we develop affection towards each other without judging each other that why, uh, what I have to say and what I have not to say. And maybe because of that, we build a good comfort and, uh, and they proposed me one day and I ended up joining. So that's my journey to VC world. Uh,
0: very, very interesting because, you know, uh, uh, before the call, you also mentioned that you had mentioned to other, other startups, but, but do you think, uh, an entrepreneur uh, should in, should do angel investing, uh, or do you think if it diverts his attention, he should not uh, be doing angel investing? There's a lot of uh, you know different thoughts on that. What, what and since you've had invested, uh, you know, doing your entrepreneurial venture, uh, do you think it really helped you when you uh, you know became a VC? So, Rohit, I think this is a very good
1: question, and. I think different people will have a different view. If you ask me, I'm also, I also feel that entrepreneurs should not angel in investments. Okay. And, but as it started with me, people think that I want to help someone or guide someone. So you start passively engaging. Then sometimes you think that, or maybe entrepreneurs come back to you that. Why don't you take like. I take money from you, So but my initial angel investment, if you will laugh, like I, I started with two lakhs rupees and that too. My company was not giving me enough salary to spend like invest two lakhs in a startup, but uh, I come from a uh, family background where I could borrow money from my cousin easily. Right. And, uh, I borrowed money on interest rate and I invested in those startups. So so frankly, uh, uh, it started in that way, but, uh, and uh, so, so coming back to your question that, so i will suggest that angel investing if you are doing it as a pe- passion and hobby then it should remain in that quantum in my case it didn't remain in that quantum from passive involvement to angel investment putting money i started doing it and then doing maybe one deal in a quarter to i started doing maybe two deals in a quarter or three deals in a quarter right and, uh, so i increased that pace obviously my uh, i used to think myself that i'm spending this time on weekend and all but it, it takes away some time and energy. Uh, so, so I would suggest that if you can control yourself and do it in a hobby form, then do it. Otherwise it's not a great thing to do. Right. But at the same time, if someone has a, like I can say for me as a VC, obviously it's early days, but I think those angel investment piece in my life, give me a different perspective when I'm investing in the other startups. So, so if you want to become a VC, uh, angel investing can give you some flavor when you are spending like putting your money in investments and, but again, you have to do it in a, some quantum, like by doing two or three angel investment, you can't learn about venture investing, right. you can't learn about venture investing by doing 20 angel investments also, but at least for you to get some flavor in terms of portfolio management and other aspects, which we talk about, I think a lot comes when you do it in, in some quantum. So, 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 so that's the answer. Like if you want to do a VC, then angel right. investments can help. But for an entrepreneur, it's a distraction, so it's difficult to control. But if you right, can right. control, then you should do it because you can learn a lot from others' journey. Right.
0: right. Very interesting. And, and and you know, you, you mentioned about about the uh, you know the venture that you built, and you you were able to raise the initial round of funding, but it took you a while to raise a Series A. So you know, uh, how would you define product market fit for uh, for a company who would want to uh, who are you know fit enough to raise uh, a VC round? and you know which can which can give them a rocket ship growth how do you define that product market fit for a for an entrepreneur so that uh, you know he takes and vc money
1: so i think see the challenge i feel is it's a it's a uh, like lack of clarity in the entrepreneur's mind and also in the vc's mind is the bigger issue which i see okay a lot of time i've seen that vcs will go to a company or they may propose that you are ready and please take my money. Sometimes they overestimate uh, their judgment about the stage of the company or the depth of the company. And uh, same from the founder side, also, a lot of times they think that they are ready for investment, or so, so what I've seen is that a lot of in-depth discussion doesn't happen between VCs and a founder about what type of company they want to build, what is their long-term aim in terms of personal aspirations. And, and, and I think that leads to a lot of casualties, especially in the seed stage. Because see, raising a seed round is, is actually now relatively easier as compared to what it was. It's difficult, but relatively it is much, much easier now. Right. But, but what I see is that a lot of time, so, so like a lot of time I meet many entrepreneurs which are doing good business but those are not VC fundable business that is one right. Some of them may V c fundable business, but that entrepreneur is of that mindset or the the way he want to build a company doesn't make sense for him to raise money from a VC. ideally, he can build that company without raising money from a VC so a lot of so I have to advise them that your business looks good and but I think you don't need me. you should right. not come to me so I, I, I had those con- good conversations with at least. With, with like every quarter i do one or two such in depth conversations so i feel that 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 becomes a bigger challenge uh, or that is a, a, a important challenge apart from that the typical product related product market fit is definitely an important aspect and, and which which most of the companies don't understand and they start focusing on growth more because of the temptation because growth everyone likes it and, and somehow they figure out a growth model then they start focusing on growth and because of the growth again money also comes in easily and everyone forgets the product market fit aspect that what is the core use which is happening is that core use so strong enough to monetize enough to justify all the investment which is going into the company. But Again, I think if this greed is a bigger problem, both sides, I feel there is a greed which sometimes led to immature decision, to a, a, a immature analysis of a
0: company. Very interesting, and um, you know, uh, uh, since we've been impacted by by COVID. Uh, these are the times of crisis, uh, what would you advise founders, you know, who are heavily impacted by COVID to, you know, how to analyze their spend and optimize their runway so that, you know, they're able to survive this year and, uh, and really uh, take
1: it to the next level uh, next year. See, actually, if you really see the COVID is like a blessing in disguise. Okay. Really Speaking for entrepreneurs, I know for some, it is very, very difficult in terms of managing the cash flow. And if they are like left with one or two months of money in the bank, then for them, there's no way out. But actually, if you fundamentally see, I think COVID has led people to stop and give pause and think about the, like it is giving you an opportunity to go deeper into each and every aspect of your business. And interestingly, because of the challenges, Around the COVID, it has made investors also think that what is sustainable growth or what is sustainable company. So on both sides, if you see one side, the investors have also got a shock and they are also trying to figure out and like they're they are also like got a chance to rethink on the fundamentals which ideally they should be thinking. And founders are also getting a lot of time because like now no one is asking about growth and those things. So I think actually this moment is a great moment and it is more better for the people who are more impacted because for a company which is getting a tailwind, they are anyway growing. So they are getting again this. So they are the efficiency. They got. A, they are not getting chance to work on the efficiency. They are just focusing on growth, growth, growth. And now a lot of people are chasing them in terms of money also. So so for them things have not changed in in like for them things has changed, but in terms of the same direction like what it was earlier. The wind is in the same direction.
0: Right.
1: In just that case, the momentum has come, but but interestingly for the company, which are affected by COVID, it's an opportunity to use for them to go back and think about the fundamentals and core aspects of their business and the core metrics. Uh, and I think like uh, I'm seeing those who are taking that seriously will really benefit from it and will come out more stronger.
0: Got it. Got it. And, uh, you, you know, uh, ideally, you know, founders are, are told to to keep a, a, a runway of around 18 to 24 months, how much runway do you do you now advise founders to keep? Because nobody has a clarity, you know, when uh, the COVID, uh, you know, uh,
1: impact will be will be lifted off. So Rohit, I think frankly, no one has that clarity. Okay, right. all were guessing some number. Frankly, uh, I I learned from senior VCs and other people in the industry when like when I started re, re news in March and I attended a lot of webinars and also I think that time my outlook, I built the outlook, ki, it's like initially it was 12 months, then I realized 18 months to 24 months. But if you ask me today, looking at the latest numbers which we are seeing in terms of uh, some sort of early recovery sign which we are seeing, I think, uh, so so I can be wrong, but like I'm a little optimistic that 12 to 18 months is a good time when people will start seeing their original last pre covid quarter average numbers uh, depending upon type of business they are in so 12 to 18 months is a good number but again this is based on current situation right correct uh, and uh, you
0: know uh, w- Uh, there's been there's been a lot of cost cutting across all industries, across across all companies. Uh, You know, how should layoffs be be done uh, for for a leader in order to, you know, uh, keep up the morale uh, up for the companies for the rest of the employees and also uh, to make sure that, you know, uh, some of the really, really good people uh, for no, uh, uh, you know, for no fault of theirs, they had to leave the job, they can always come back. You know, what advice are you giving to to founders who have to do such sort of cutoffs and layoffs and salary
1: cuts? So it's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's it's actually very difficult to handle and all. So I don't have a very easy answer on it, but what I can say, there are a few things which someone should keep in mind. And like I told my entrepreneurs, at least uh, portfolio founders, one, uh, it should be done in once okay it should you should not be doing cost cutting in multiple times ideally so you should plan and uh, do it in a way that you are cutting the cost in one go okay right. multiple shocks people will not be able to handle okay so you are able to see so like so like as of now we are at least to so don't think about that okay i should think about 9 months or 8 months runway. think about 12 to 18 months of no funding happenings or maybe Take extreme cases and then do the planning and then take a call. So, do it in one second. Second point is, ideally, you have to be transparent. So, when you are doing these layoffs, okay, transparency in terms of, like you have to admit, go in front of your team, tell them very clearly why you are doing it. What's okay. the aim and objective? In fact, try to art- also articulate, like if you are removing particular division or department or type of people, then on what basis you have taken that decision? So that people feel that you are trying to be see a lot of people let see the guy who is going is will still not find, find this decision comfortable whatever you tell him, he will not feel good about the like, important is that the people who are there after this decision they should feel that my leader is, is. i can trust this guy okay so so transparency in terms of how you are communicating like you you should directly go and talk rather than like sending your Team to go and talk to them okay try to do a large town hall if needed maybe you will not be able to answer the questions of everyone but you should be in front of them like you should go in front of them telling as much clearly as possible so like uh, or may also like telling that when you will uh, like what your aim like through this cost cutting your aim is to maybe go to the expenses to a certain level and and you assume that your revenue will reach to that level so so accordingly, you will tell that so this is what your scientific reason, and once those numbers happens to come on the line which you are thinking then maybe you will roll back maybe the cost salary cut if you have done apart from firing so right. I think as much transparency if you can bring it, it will be good. And third is like when you are having a, 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 maybe a, a, a very heavy cost cutting like a company wants to do a very cost, heavy cost cutting then. Think for the core thing which are needed for the business. Okay. Rather than thinking, it, it is, because a lot of things are good to have in your division, no. but you have to look at what is core to my business. Because the whole aim is to get to in a shape, uh, again, when you get an opportunity to bounce back, right? So for you, the important is that what is the core? So protect the core, which is more stronger, which is unique to you, which you can't get from outside easily
0: got it, got it. makes sense and uh, and uh, you know how how, uh, how would you advise founders you know who are approaching talent market today because you know uh, they would need uh, a, a, you know talent to come into the into the company uh, are there any specific uh you know suggestions you're giving to to founders uh, to to look at talent uh, so that you know th- they are comfortable to work in a in a remote situation uh, because it looks like another five or six months down the line or, you know not more than fifty percent of the workforce uh, would be allowed to to work in a in a, in a you know in a, in a physical space so you know what advice are you giving to to such founders who looking at remote work and approaching uh, new talent now
1: so I think on that front also. The transparency is the most important factor uh, nice. you have to uh, have now so so if your culture was not so open culture earlier then you have to, it's a high time you create that culture like in terms of uh, your interaction with the team members and 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 being upfront about how company is growing or how badly you are hit it's the same way when the new guy is also joining for him also I think you have to tell him on day one Okay, before he joined also in fact, have could tell him that in what situation you are hiring him, how comfortable, what's the runway you think your company have today. Okay, what is the matrices which are important for company in next three to six months? And when you, as I said, like try to do, uh, uh, like uh, like like when he's onboard the company and like try to do. So we are telling our portfolio companies to do more frequent now. Uh, weekly calls or uh, town halls and like increase the frequency of those meetups. Okay, and and some some calls can be no agenda calls. Okay, those okay. calls are just to chit chat uh, like how they are doing, how they are cooking, what good recipe they are making. So I think you have to give more comfort to the people right now that and and you have to share like you have to be more vulnerable with them that what challenges I am facing in the home today to manage right. my current system at the same time I am working. So I think they should connect with you more. In fact, I, I, we recommend our entrepreneurs to do, do more video calls okay, rather than the audio calls because when they see you, it helps right. you. So, so I think that also does help. Uh, a lot of time people are not comfortable, like request them if they are okay, switch on their camera. So I think those are the few ways through which you can give comfort to the new team, existing team member in the current situation. And also like do things. If possible, in terms of helping them manage this crisis, because so everyone is not mentally strong. Correct. So Correct. Give them a reading material or relevant material for them to mentally comfortable and strong. I think mental strength is the biggest thing which is needed in the current time.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Very rightly put on and uh, uh, very important points that you point, uh, you've point uh, you've taken right now. And I, I want to talk about India question uh, as a as a fund and uh, you know want to understand is. Are you uh, sector agnostic, and uh, what are the uh, areas uh, of uh, industry that 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 you're looking at to invest into into startups in next coming months or years?
1: Yeah, so uh, so India question is uh, on a broader level, it's a sector agnostic fund. Okay, right. largely we have done work in consumer tech companies, but from last two two and a half years, we have started focusing on B two B and uh, SaaS also, but Primarily, we are a uh, consumer tech focus fund, and but within that, there are certain sub sectors where I will say within the team of India Question, we have built some strength and expertise or liking, okay, and those are one is social media and content, uh, right. which we think and especially and obviously like on on a broader level again all the focus of India Question is around India specific problems or Bharat specific problems. Our focus is more around this three, 400 million internet users or the new internet users, which are coming. Yeah. So, so we, we focus on India specific and not the premium market, like the mass market India related problems and within the subsectors, as I was saying, social media and content is one area. The second is brand consumer brands, right. third is a uh, FinTech and in, in FinTech, we have done good work in lending. There are other areas in fintech like insurance and others which we have not done much but yeah, we plan to do that and the fourth area which is an emerging area within India question is uh, uh, SMB, SaaS and software tools like we are seeing a large big surge in small businesses using software tools. Either they are paying for those software or they are using those tools to transact and manage their business well. So. We are seeing that a lot of new businesses can be built uh, who are focusing on small business tech solutions so that's another uh, area there are one or two more domains where we have an interest but somehow we have not done much deal one is education and another is gaming so these are the like six areas i will say we have a interest within the consumer internet domain
0: Right, very interesting, and um, uh, you know your uh, forte is is more about uh, SaaS, uh, SMB, you know, software tools and consumer tech. Uh, you, you know what what uh, so we have had uh, a, a Druva and Freshworks, which are uh, you know unicorns who come out of India. What, what opportunities would you would you see in in SaaS? Uh, where uh, do do you think India would be a SaaS leader considering? Uh, we can, we can make products made in India and, uh, you know, sell it in us, Europe and other Western countries, uh, or, or are you looking at, uh, you know, solutions where we're building SaaS products, but uh, sending it only for
1: India specific audience. So uh, my quick answer is I'm focusing on the later part, okay. right, software building India for India. Okay. Right. But uh, to answer this question on overall perspective, Definitely software built from India for global audience or especially for US or Europe. I think that has been proven by a couple of companies, the few which you mentioned, apart from that browser stack, Postman, there are many others which are there. Uh, so I think that trend is coming up very strongly and a lot of VCs, Indian VCs and outside India VCs are tapping on those opportunities. Uh, I think. I have a little uh, different thought like, or additional thought in the same area that I think nowadays, because of, so there are two, three things which has happened. Like we all know that internet has come to common man hand in India. And uh, the speed has also become quite fast and uh, like uh, good. And also the smart phone penetration. And because of all these factors, and right. given the UPI and those payment drives, so I think this is the, the consumerism which has happened around the consumer side, okay? Like right. today, a wala or a small merchant, which is running a grocery so- shop, he also is either using uh, Uber or a Ola or some sort of a Google Maps to find a location or to reach to a particular location. Or sometimes he also sees a review of something before taking a decision, okay? Right. While purchasing something. So, Nowadays, this, this this businessmen which are using this lot of other consumer tech in their daily life, I think they have developed the liking for the same for their own business needs also. That is our assumption that because of this smartphone penetration, because of so many startups which has come up, because of all this UPI and internet, I think this what are changes which has happened in India in the consumer side, the same consumer is a business owner because in India, they're like around 60 odd million and which is growing small business owners. So this small business owners, we feel, and this is what we are seeing from some of our portfolio companies that they now have a liking for this value of technology in terms of giving them a real time update about their business, whether it's accounting data or whether where their trucks are moving or how much is their inventory or like getting a response from a client or a customer. So I think that all will increase the surge of need of software and that too driven by mobile-focused software, software on mobile. And India is like much ahead of that in terms of other countries, in terms of the time spent which people are doing on. So I think India is like, we have a lot of opportunity for mobile-first software and obviously this software can go outside India also. I'm not saying that they will just be restricted to India, but lot of these developing nations or the nations where whatsapp penetration is more higher as compared to normal uh facebook or other tools penetration i think those countries i am talking about and i think uh so that's our uh india focus says is is a fo- uh, is a separate focus and a, a vertical thought at iq very
0: very, very interesting and um uh, you know i want to understand uh or do you think the consumer spending would be redefined after COVID-19 because uh, w- what I've seen is if you look at ed tech and med tech companies, uh, they, uh, their numbers have really gone up uh, in, in the last couple of months since we we had this lockdown and you also see children uh, you know, using Zoom and other uh, web conferencing tools to, to uh, to study and and to learn from their teachers, uh, but do you think uh, are the industries which are really going to get a benefit after COVID-19 uh, and do you think there'll be impact of, uh, are you already seeing the impact of consumer spending uh, uh, You know during this time? So there's no doubt that
1: this COVID has helped a lot of people appreciate the value of internet, cloud technology, like ordering things on phone and like seeing information on phone. So I think it has benefited a lot of people like the grocery shop, which was not taking order on WhatsApp is now taking order on WhatsApp or is like collecting money on internet rather than exchanging a cash. So I think definitely it is going and like Zoom calls are happening or colleges are running, schools are running online. So I think we are seeing those value and appreciation about the technology. So that has happened. and it will have a lasting impact also. But if you ask me, I have a that whether like some people were saying that this is a new normal. Like pool right. will happen online or classes will happen online. Frankly, so I have a doubt that to what extent that will happen. Because on the other side, the country which are opening up or the lockdowns are getting removed, we are seeing that the people are going back to their original behavior very fast. So, so I have a... It's, I'm not saying I'm predicting that, but I am like myself debating in my mind that some of the new normal mindsets which were made, we, we were making and defining and debating three, four months back, I think how much strong they will be going forward, I don't know. But definitely, we all know that technology and internet has a value, right. and that is anyway going was like was bringing shift in that numbers and trends. This COVID will give a step function to it. Will the some industry will change drastically? Actually, I am a little doubtful now looking at the trends, which the latest trends which we are seeing uh, about the countries which are opening up or the lockdowns are getting removed. Right.
0: Very interesting. And, um, you know, I quickly want to do the top three. Uh, what's your favorite business book?
1: So zero to one is my favorite business book. Right. And I will suggest you have not asked, but I will suggest other books also, which are not business books, but I think these are important for an entrepreneur to read in their life. Right, And uh, one of that book is Ikagai. So oh, nice. I think this purpose of life and meaning in the life, I think those are also important aspects, which which someone should touch upon because entrepreneurship is such a difficult journey. Correct. That it's 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 uh, that it will be good to know more that why you are into it. And a lot of time we don't ask that question to ourselves. Ideally, someone should be thinking about that in in all the profession he's doing, but I will say particularly with respect to the the type of audience which you have on your podcast I think for them this uh, asking this question that having a purpose in the life and clarity that why you are onto it so reading books on on those topic and Ikagaya I feel is one of the good book on that topic.
0: Correct we will put that on, uh, on the show notes uh, and uh, you know if you could go back in time when you started working on uh, uh, your investing career and in, in your question what is the one thing you would have focused on or would you have done anything differently.
1: So it's very personal to me. Uh, I would have preferred to maybe launch this podcast or write more before starting up. Okay. So, so I think uh, it does help. Like when you write your thoughts, okay. When you express your thoughts in an explicit way, while doing a podcast or more of a blog, I will say it helps you refine and 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 uh, refine your thoughts that is a for yourself you get correct. a benefit correct and, and i think that is a bigger benefit the second benefit which is a little uh, beneficial in terms of materialistic gain is that when you get a good audience so i think ideally i would have done this thing if i would have known this beforehand and got a chance to do it
0: Correct yeah, That's, that's the answer I really like. <laughs> and uh, do you have any favorite online tools, for example, Gmail, Slack, Zoom?
1: So my l- latest tool, which I'm using it from last one, one and a half year, uh, which I'm liking it very much is Calendly. Right. I love Calendly for scheduling my meetings. It really makes job easy. Obviously, there are a lot of debate that a lot of people don't like it in terms of asking someone to put a addition on the calendar and like people say that it looks rude, but I I don't find it. It's it's rude at all. And I think it's a very helpful tool for me at least manage my schedule.
0: Absolutely. Zoom and Calendar are two, um, you know, products I really love. And uh, uh, Gagan, uh, what is the best way people can reach out to you and know more
1: about India Quotient? So anyone can write to me on Gagan at IndiaQuotient.in. Uh, first name and IndiaQuotient.in is the email id that's the best way to reach out to us uh,
0: got it. got it. yeah we'll put that in the in the show notes um, thank you gagan for taking our time and uh, you know speaking to us i, I really enjoyed your uh, your
1: valuable inputs and your thoughts on this great i also loved having, having my first podcast right thank you